We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. LinkedIn is actually the channel that you're going to find me most active on, though. Make sure to send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. You can check out more by visiting keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. Today's guest is Paul Ace. Paul is popularizing the concept CCOM through the science of conversion, conversation, and automation. He founded Amplify CCOM, which helps grow businesses past seven figures through 80% human-like and 20% human experience. Amplify combines human psychology and automation to create more profits in their customers' pocket. Paul, welcome to the show. Great to be on here, Laurie, uh, and looking forward to adding value to your audience. 100%. I got to say, that bio is, even though it's short and concise, it is a mouthful to read. You're very welcome. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciated the challenge. Um, let's dive into this. So how do you apply the 80-20 rule to automation? Yeah, so we we find that a lot of the time I, people try and automate, right, either 100% or none of it. So they, they'll go, let's automate everything. You know, I want to make everything evergreen so I can sit on the beach and drink pina coladas and not, not have to do <laughs> anything. So, but when you do that, you lose that human touch. Right. And, and, and yep. people, especially post pandemic, people are looking so much more for that personal customer experience that, that being able to speak to a human, but in a way that doesn't take up a lot of their time and they can do it in their own time. Right. So that instant gratification. So what, what we look at is how would you normally speak if you're having a conversation? Right. So how would you normally if you were just sending an email to me one on one, Laurie, you know, what what kind of thing would you say? If um, you were sending an SMS or a text to someone, what? how would you usually phrase that? And then we write that in the same way as we normally would, and then we automate that. So then we automate the starts of the conversation and then hand over to a 20% human-like experience to guide the people through a more personalized service. That definitely makes sense. Is In speaking the way or writing the way you talk, just is easier to connect and really show more of that human personality than that automated machine-like component. I agree with that. 100%. What are embedded commands and why are they so important in marketing? So yeah, embedded commands are are all about like starting to to plant plant the seed, so to speak, with with whatever kind of conversation you're guiding towards. So uh, Laurie, if, if I was to speak to you right now you may you may be thinking as i start to say this you may be thinking of a pink elephant in the corner of the room now now as as you probably try harder and harder not to think about that pink elephant in the corner of the room then that that image is probably getting more vivid and vivid in your mind right you can probably see that pink elephant right now it's got roller skates on as well can you see that (laughs) 
Well, don't think about that. Whatever you do, Laurie, don't think about that. Right? You can't not think about it, right? Because we, sure. <laughs> we start, start to use some of these, these embedded commands in, in the way that we write copy. So if, if you want to guide someone towards a certain direction, then, then you use some of the, those language patterns throughout the copy. So, for example, uh, if you want to bring up an objection that someone's having, to be able to handle that objection rather than like brisk over it and, and try and hide it. So you might be thinking right now this, or maybe you're thinking this. And, th and then they go, well, cause I've just, you've just said that to them, now they are. And then you go, great, now we can crush that objection. So you bring, bring the objection up and then crush it. Um, same, same with other things. And you may already start seeing yourself achieving that goal. I don't know what it is for you. It might be you want a new car. You might you might want to move house. You might just want to spend more time with the family and see yourself going to Disneyland. But whatever that is for you, then you probably know what that is in your mind right now, right? So you can see how we're, we, if we break down that sentence, for example, you're creating the future pace in the mind and then adding things like right now at the end of it, you're starting to see that in your mind right now. So it's like these hypnotic language patterns that are being used um, that guide people towards the, the sale, but you can also do them in such a conversational way. Um, and for example, uh, another way, it's not so much of an embedded command, but another language pattern that, that we use a lot is ask for a no instead of a yes. So I learned this from Chris Voss. Uh, Chris Voss is a FBI hostage negotiator, wrote the book called Never Split the Difference. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he wrote in there was uh, about asking for a no. So most people, like if I said, hey, Laurie, it'd be great. Uh, would you like to have me on your podcast? And then you're kind of like, hmm, do I say yes? Do I say no? But if I say, hey, Laurie, would you be totally against having me on your podcast? Then what are you going to say then? Mm -hmm. okay. oh, of course. I mean, no, no big deal. Let's get you on. <laughs> yeah, right. So it takes the pressure off when you ask for a no instead of a yes. Uh -huh. would, it, would, it be, would it be crazy to entertain the idea? Would it be unreasonable to consider? No, it wouldn't be unreasonable to consider. Great, cool, let's do it. So we use like that, what, would you be against? For example, let's say you want to book in a, a sales call. So you might send an SMS message and say something like, uh, would you be against speaking with one of our application specialists? No, I wouldn't be against that. Great, cool. Um, can you check this link works? <laughs> and, then, and then they click the button and then they go to the next stage. Yeah, that works. Great, fantastic. Can you see that on the page? And then you notice what you do. If you're on a, for example, on a sales call, you'd run the same kind of thing from the conversational perspective. You notice how we're always creating these micro commitments through the whole process. So can, can you see that link on the screen? Yeah, great. Can you just click that? Just check that works. Yeah, that's working. Great. Do you see this on the screen? Yeah, just fill out, fill out those details. Let me know when you've done that. Yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, just click that button at the bottom. Great. Your payment submit. Rather than, okay, cool, now we're going to have to complete your order. Let's take your credit card details. Like, oh, that's scary. But can you see a link on a page? Can you click that link? Yes, I can do that. It's a different psychology behind the, mm. the language patterns that you use to reduce the ask that you're looking for. Fascinating. I love it. I love <laughs> when you kind of break apart the human mind and the psychology behind it and why... Why people are going to take action or not take action, even though you're really asking them to do the same thing. And it yeah, is about I, your, your messaging. Yeah, that's, it's, it's absolutely key, you know, to, to ask, to really find out, you know, what is going on in someone's mind and then 
how can you like not not manipulate but guide someone to the outcome that you know you you know i think there's a phrase that if you know you can get someone to go where where they want to go you have a moral obligation to do whatever it takes to make that happen so yeah sorry continue no go ahead i was just going to say let's dive into that a little bit from the power of conversational commerce to sell really high ticket items yeah sure so when it comes to selling high high ticket we we look at we look at each stage of the customer journey so and then when you look at each stage you go well where are people dropping off so a lot of the time people go i'm not making enough sales that's a symptom not a cause so you have to work backwards and break down each stage of the process so we'll look at each uh, we'll like use technology and uh, automations to, to look at each stage of the pipeline. So we know every time someone pops into a certain stage, for example, let's say they opted in or they started a challenge or they watched a webinar or they submit a deposit. So we can see where how many people are getting to each stage of the journey and then work out what do we need to do to get more people to that stage? Where are most people dropping off? And then what level of conversation do we need to have at that point? Can we automate all that? Or do we need to actually add a human element to that as well? So at the start of the journey, quite often you'll automate more of it. But as you get higher and higher up the price point, so for example, it going from, let's say, the initial opt-in, yeah, you might have everything automated um, and just like, hey, just wondered if anything went wrong. Um, and then you have a customer service team supporting that and, and having that back and forth. But then you might get the owner or a higher level person in the team more involved. Uh, when it comes to, let's say, submitting a $10,000 or a $25,000 program, where, uh, for example, let's say you've got a lot of people stuck on, they paid a deposit, but they haven't paid the full amount. So, well, what's happening at that point? What's happening in the buyer's mind? Maybe they're having buyer's remorse. Maybe they need to get funding together. So we don't know without asking. So then you could have, for example, we will have some owners, they'll go and record a personal video message to those people who get to that stage, but don't get to the next stage. So it might take them 30 seconds of video, let's say 10 videos a day. So that's took them five minutes. If that closes one more sale, that five minutes has made them $10,000. So that's, it then becomes a really good return on investment, right? So yeah, looking at each stage of the customer journey and then understanding how you can add conversation in at every point to guide people to the next step of the journey. Because it's like Martin Luther King said, you don't need to see the whole staircase, you just need to take the first step. And we kind of rephrase that a little bit, is you don't need to see the whole staircase, you just need to take someone to the next step. Mm -hmm. Love that. Wow, as I'm, <laughs> yeah, my mind blown over here on everything that you're saying, I love it. And I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna hear a quick message from our sponsor, which is my agency, Keystone Click. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're gonna, totally critique my hand yeah. messaging right now <laughs> I'm worried I'm a little nervous to play it but hey Laurie, we can do that if you want if you want to go that direction <laughs> I don't want to do I do because I want to make everything better that I've got obviously but um I'm just going to play the commercial the quick message from our sponsor and then we'll, we'll see what happens after that awesome social capital is sponsored by Keystone Click Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. 
For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. All right, and we're back. Cool. <laughs> Anything jump out at you there? Uh. I, 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 I can chuck something in there if you want. I mean, I'll, I'm all ears, all ears. I'll take it. I'll listen to it. So I, I would I would start that sponsor with a, um, a question. So yeah. and, the, and the question would be based on the outcome that people want. So do you want to generate more leads and sales online? Do you do you want to grow your social capital? Do you want to what whatever the thing is? Um you can get our free so rather than they you because it's because it's all about them so that then we then we look at uh you you may you may be noticing right now that <laughs> things are changing <laughs> right you may be no, you may be noticing that there's a lot of um that getting leads online is getting more expensive you may be noticing it and they're like yes that's me that's me that's me and then they raise a hand oh so, i love it oh yeah you know, it's hard to do your own stuff. Oh, I don't know. What it is. I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love it. Um, thank you so much for that. Uh, that little bit of free advice. I appreciate it. Um, let's move into the conversation around networking, though, which is all about, you know, building relationships and, and really fascinating to hear your perspective on some of the automation and the messaging of things. But can you share with our listeners one of your uh, most favorite or successful networking experiences that you've had? Yes. Yeah, so... I, I always say this kind of catalysts that happen over time, right? So you, you look back and you go, oh, that's where most of the things came came from. Um, so one of the things that we used to do was called Bill Mobot Friday. So be- before we did the whole conversation with commerce, we started out just doing Facebook Messenger um, when, you know, there wasn't loads of compliance around it. Um, so at that point, I, I, I'd get people on a Facebook Live show and I'd build them a bot for free on Facebook Live. And we'd basically go then through the, it'd almost be like, I don't know if you have changing rooms in the US or something like that. You know, know, those interior design programs where it's like, let me show you the before and after. Those those kind of things. So we'd we'd do that kind of thing where we go, cool, cool, what kind of thing you're looking for? And we'd build it live. And they go, oh, wow, you just built me a bot. Great, you can take that away and use it in your business. Now, what that led to is because we gave so much value up front on the podcast, then they, they're starting introducing us to other people. Uh, so we had, uh, for example, uh, Johnny Dumas on the podcast. Um, then ended up, uh, we, I did some work for him beforehand, before the podcast, so we could talk about the results instead of just like, hey, we bought you a bot. Uh, I think we, we improved his webinar short rate quite significantly. I can't remember the exact number. But we, because we improved that, then he introduced me to someone else, which was uh, Screw the Night of Five which then working with them, we got some good results with them. They introduced me to Pete Vargas and Ray Higdon. Um, and then we just started to be, like latch it and ratchet up and ratchet up. So I always say is if you want to get paid by, um, see, see everyone like on a scale, right? So you might have like, I don't know, the president or, um, or Tony Robbins or like, like people who are, are like elite in their field is like mm-hmm. your 10th. Right. And then the ones that people are like, hey, I've never been online before. You like, you might be like your grandma, right? You, you, your grandma's not going to be like, oh, I want a funnel bill. So, <laughs> uh, 
So you, you've got the ones and the tens. If you want to go and get paid by level eights, then go and work for level nines for free or level tens for free. So, uh, you know, we work, we, yeah. we did something for uh, JLD for free. And then we actually ended up getting, uh, working with JLD on a project as well um, on, a, on a collaboration. And then what it does, it improves your authority, your credibility. And at the same time, it opens up your network to get even wider. So I always looked as well for any, in any deals that, that we'd make with some of these higher leverage people is how can we leverage that and then them introduce us to other people at the same time. I love that. I think that's great. I think it's a great story that you shared that really illustrated the power of just connecting with people that know people. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that little tidbit of, you know, do the the work for the nine for free to be able to work with more eights, that's that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and the other thing to that as well, Laurie, is is look for hubs, not nodes. So what, what I mean by that, if you, if you ever see one of those things, so you've got, who's like the, the six degrees of separation, right? Every, everyone is, is six, six people apart from another connection. So you, you would probably know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows president because that's just the way things are. However, now with, with online and everyone being interconnected, they, they say that's closer to four. So when, when you then look at the hubs, you go, right, who are those people like JLD, right? Because he's got his own podcast mm-hmm. that has interviewed over 3,000 people. So he knows everyone and he's become this hub. So I was like, well, if I can get a connection with him, how can I again then get referred to other people uh, based off that by providing enough value up front? Now, I probably didn't even realize what I was doing at the time. <laughs> um, but then looking back, I was like, well, that's actually a very smart strategy. So it's not yeah. like just do something... I want to be clear that it's not just do something for someone to get something out of it. Sure. However, give as much value as you can. Uh, and I think it's as uh, Zig Ziglar said, if you're helping enough people get what they want, you get what you want. Yeah, no, that, that that's um, a really good point too, is that you're, you shouldn't just doing it with a very specific ex- outcome expectation. Because mm. um, it, it, it will come across. Yes. It, it will come across if you just, uh, great, sure. can you refer us now? Yeah, yeah. So how do you nurture a network? How do you stay in front of these people that you've created these relationships with? Yes. Um, so sometimes last couple of years, obviously have been a little bit different in terms of going to events. Um, but there's what, what's interesting is for example, I had someone message me today and she said, Hey, we, we spoke last year. I bear in mind, I hadn't spoke to her in between, like, physically spoke to her I hadn't been on a call or anything but I think we spoke at Funnel Hacking Live and it wasn't on last year so that would be the year before and we spoke for about five minutes and she said um I I'm looking to do this thing is this the kind of thing that you do so that's like staying at the top of people's minds how did we do that well I post on social media like six times a week um and then we all go through this like I, t- I, I can't remember the person who, who I, I got this from but we do uh, a connect authority and uh, then a sizzle. So like, we'll go, okay, let make a mini offer. So it might be like, Hey, I've, I've just finished up creating this free lead magnet thing. Um, who wants it? And then everyone's like, raise hand, raise hand, raise hand. So then we get to have back and forth conversations with those. And then the other ones, it might be like a, a personal story about me. It could be a case study. So when people see case study after case study after case study of, hey, look at all these six-figure, seven-figure results that we're getting for people, then you naturally stay on top of mind. And it's not 
so much with social media. Sometimes everyone's like, oh my God, no one's engaging with my post. The, if you want to work with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, most of those won't engage with your posts, but they're always watching. They're always keeping an eye on things. Like if you think back, if you, if you are at that seven figure level or even at a six figure level, how many times do you actually go, oh, I like that. I like that. No, you just scan every so often and just go, hmm, that's interesting. I'll, no, I'll make a note to myself about that rather than engaging with everything going, yeah, me, me, me. Yeah, that's that's a really good tip to share too, is that a lot of people are lurking behind behind the scenes. They're not necessarily, but they're watching you. Just because they're not engaging doesn't mean they're they don't see what you're right. posting. They're all watching. <laughs> they are all, everyone's watching. <laughs> um, what advice would you offer the business professionals really looking to grow their network? Yeah, so if you, I'd say do do what I did <laughs> and find how you can give as much value as possible for the people that you really really want to work with like who's your dream client and give as much value to those people as possible um, and then you will work either with them or someone very close to them based off that so you'll find a lot of the higher level people if you go up to them and say hey I'm really good at doing this thing am I okay to do this for you for free? And I spoke to someone else who'd done this same similar thing with LinkedIn profiles. So he went to a lot of the bigger players in the industry and said, um, hey, do you, do you mind if I create you a LinkedIn profile based off what I know about you? You know, I've already been following you for a long time. If you think it's, if you think it's great, you can use it. If not, that's fine. Not, nothing wasting. They're all like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then, then it do that. And then afterwards, they're like, what can I do for you? And this is say, well, I mean, if, if you could record a quick video saying what you thought, that'd be great. So then he got testimonials from all these big players and suddenly it then becomes an authority overnight. Yeah. So that's what I'd, I'd certainly suggest. And I love that. I think that that's just so smart on so many different levels. Mm. Uh, Paul, we're getting close to wrapping up time here. Do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Remember, every single person that comes into your world is a human being heart. They're not an automation they're not a lead they're a person and when you start to remember that and then start having those back and forth conversations with with your customers or potential customers then you start to find out what the pains are their desires are in a lot more uh, detail it makes your marketing better it reduces your, your cost to acquire a customer and uh, it increases your reputation in the marketplace so have more conversations with more people and you'll make more money, more impact on the world and uh, be better for it. I love that. That's sound advice for sure for anyone listening, regardless of where you are in your, your networking, your professional journey. Paul, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Yeah, so the best place to go to if you want to listen to some interviews with some seven-figure entrepreneurs, we have the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. So you go to amplifytoseventfigures.com. Um, also if you want to see how to grow your business with all the different, um, CCOM, Amplify CCOM experiences, then you can go to www.amplifyccom.com and there is an Amplify to seven figures audit on there, which goes through a checklist of everything that we look for when we first jump into a business to see where all the holes and opportunities are to be able to grow and scale as fast as possible. Love it. We will include all of that information in our show notes. I think you've got tons of sound advice to share, and I'm sure your podcast has some amazing information and insights 
as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today, Paul. Laurie, really appreciate uh, you giving me the opportunity to share with your audience. Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Paul for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, make sure you connect with me on LinkedIn. And and if you haven't, uh, connect with Paul as well. I'm looking forward to hearing from all of our listeners. And I hope every single one of you has an amazing, productive, network-fueled day. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.